0: Okay, so I've noticed you know a lot of things, and I think that you know i' I just thank God, I'm so grateful. That every single time that I look around, I'm able to look around outside of my own situation, outside of, you know, because it's not, I don't want to say this on my own situation as if I'm being selfish, but outside of my assignment from God, whenever I'm able to look around, that God has me exactly where I need to be. I thank him so much for that. I am so grateful I am so grateful. I love him so much because, like, I get so, you know, overwhelmed with emotion and so many things, feeling like I should be doing better. I could be doing better. I need to fight harder. I'm making so many mistakes. I'm making too many mistakes. People's lives are on the line. People are being deprived. You know, it's not just about me, it's about God's kingdom. I need to focus and do what He's telling me to do because, you know, God has shown me in, in the past that days when I make, you know, I won't say small mistakes, but days when I make mistakes where I'm not being obedient as I could be, people are dying. They are dying. So I want to talk about this vision really quick. I talked about it before. There was this vision where I was in this this home, and I believe it was in Ohio, Toledo, Ohio. That's where it was. It was a big, beautiful home. And I walked into, it was a big, like, cookout, but sort of like family reunion. And all I saw was faces that looked just like me. That looked like my family. And before that, I had asked God my whole life. My whole life, I've been asking God, God, please, you know, if I have any family, you know, that shares the last name of my father's side. I want to meet the family on my mother's side as well, but I always would see people with my last name in my schools. And I wondered if I was related to them. So I will ask God, you know, anybody who I'm related to, God, can you introduce them to me? Those are my prayers. And he's answered my prayers. So in my vision, he had introduced me to an entire side of my family that stayed in Toledo, Ohio. And it was so many of them. And they looked just like us. Like, they look like my cousins. They look like my dad. You know, they look like my grandmother. And we were all there. And, you know, there were a few people there. That, you know, well, my cousin was there, and he's he's um passed now. So I I know that everything is in God's timing. It's amazing because, you know, my cousin had been saying that God was reaching out to him and telling him that we are going to be raptured soon, before his death, and he had t- he was changing his life because of it, and he was doing things differently, and he just. He knew God was telling him. And that was confirmation for me. Like, I didn't need it, but it definitely helped so much. Like, God is serious. He is serious. This is real. And he's reaching out to family members that I always knew deep in my heart, you know, were good people. They're good people. And it makes sense that God would be reaching out to him in order to save him you know, it makes sense because although he did not, he did not live, a you know, a hundred percent Christ-like lifestyle, like a lot of us, you know, he would be somebody who still deserves that. And I just thought that was amazing how God, how fair, how just, how, merciful, how gracious God is, how attentive he is to us, all of us. But, you know, it was just a house full of, you know, my family members. And we were all being introduced to each other. And I remember coming and talking to two of my cousins. I shook their hands. They told me their names and their ages, and they were between the ages of 30 and 40. But it felt as if they were younger, and I think that was God showing me that, like, you know, when you're around this age, you know, this is the what age they were, and maybe in a way saying that this is when you would have hung out with them or would have met them, but I wasn't able to in person, but also he showed me, I believe it was a cousin or an aunt that I had, and she was, like, Asian. She was like, She was mixed with black, of course, because we're black, but she was like Asian and her daughter was there too. And God was saying like, these are family members that I'm adding to, you know, adding into, you know, because I I asked God and I prayed for years every single day that me and my entire family, each and every single last one of us, if possible, to all make it into heaven. And he said that he was like he was showing me the people who he's going he's adding into because he's also considering a prayer of me asking him as a child over the years to meet my family that I never knew, that I never could meet at family reunions. We didn't have those often. And just to connect. And so he added them. And then he gave me that vision of these people that, you know, he wants to go to heaven to. He added them to This assignment, you know, he told me so many times when I would say, God, this is very hard. Um, You know, I was afraid, you know, afraid of not accomplishing what I was set out to do. And he would say, you know, for any any time to work. Is this, like, is this hard or it's not that hard, as hard because he would also tell me, like, this is not, this is merciful. This is mercy. Like, some, there are people who wish, who would, who would never complain, who would give anything for this opportunity. But also he would tell me that, you know, anytime the work is this hard for you. The blessing, what comes with it, is so abundant and so worth it. And he would tell me it's worth it. And he's always telling me it's worth it. So I fight and I fight and I fight. And I don't ever want to make excuses for myself, but I feel like I am dying a lot. And I know I sound dramatic, but literally, and I'm willing to die about this cause, And about God, you know. So I realized if it's that deep, you know, it's something very big. But after he had shown me this vision of meeting my family members, he showed me that they were asleep. Like I had to wake them up to shake their hands and meet them. They were asleep. And that is God showing me that he's waking us all up. He's waking his people up. He's waking us up. So... I noticed that my family, that my immediate family, they were awake, but they would fall asleep when I would. I don't I don't want to make it about me, but it seems that it seems like when I would forget who I am, they would begin to fall asleep again. And then there's this extended family that, you know, I didn't really know, but was given the opportunity to wake up. And it was just a fear in my heart, like I'm fearing that, you know. I can't even keep this family awake and myself, and then I'll lose out an opportunity of waking them up. But I, I believe in God. I know he's greater. I know he's bigger. But one of them, like, you know, so awesome, both of them. I met them, and they were so awesome. And then I remember just two days later, two or three days later, I was fighting so hard and I had begun to just backslide in my thinking a little. I had a vision of him hanging from a cliff and me holding him with the entire family behind me, having made it over this bridge, just whatever it was. And I was hanging on to him with my arm. And all I know is leading up to this, they like I kept getting visions of like, be very careful. He's slipping. And then I I think I heard his brother say, You're losing my brother. You're losing my brother. You're losing him. And I was fighting for him. And they were fighting. They were like throughout this time they were just like, No, no, don't do it. Keep going, keep going. Because God was telling them, like, she's losing you. She's losing you. And I was fighting so hard for them and I I don't wanna even make excuses. Although, you know, it felt like up until God made it very real for them, they weren't taking it very that ser- as serious as they could have. But that's not me making an excuse because I was, I'm fighting hard for anybody no matter what. Like, there's a lot of people in my family who still aren't taking it as serious as they can. And even myself, that's not an excuse. I still have to fight and show up, like, and I'm trying my best to. But, uh, honestly, like, I know I can try better. I don't like saying try my best because God sees my best as different than what I'm giving. But, you know, all I know is leading up to this vision, throughout the day, I would hear them, you know, guiding me, trying their best to help me. And I tried my best. I fought so hard for them. I would hear them and I would fight harder. But all I know is I got the vision of my my cousin hanging off a cliff and me holding him by his arms like, I got you, I got you, don't let go, don't let go. And he was slipping like, don't let me go, don't let me go. And it was like a 10, no, like a 50 foot cliff dropped into like fire, lava or something. And I knew that I was pulling them out of hell. I knew that that's what God was getting me to do. And this is not subject to them. Like I said, I had to fight my own way out of hell. I've been fighting my family's my family out of hell. We were all going, like. And I don't want to speak about it in past tense because this is an ongoing fight and an ongoing battle. We could still. I don't even want to speak that into atmosphere, but I'm counting on God. I know that we're going to make it. I know that he's not going to let it let me lose anybody, but he's doing the best that he can for me and my family. I have to fight. But I just remember hanging on to him. And this is around a time where I felt I was at my highest praise with God and he was revealing to me even though there are so many different people, you know, and obstacles in your path, none of those obstacles matter. Nobody can stop what I'm doing in your life as long as you be obedient and do what I'm telling you to do and stop making, you know, senseless mistakes. But it was so hard for me to be perfect. It was It's so hard for me to be. You know, God told me you can be made perfect. And I was fighting. I'm I'm still fighting hard, but I was fighting so much harder around this time. And just holding on to him as he just fell from that cliff. He didn't fall from my hands before the vision ended. But he was slipping and he was like, Don't let me go. And I just remember the just the devastation and just like the desperation of not of not wanting to lose anybody. Not not anybody let alone my family, and, like, it doesn't matter I just met him. This is my family, and I'm hanging on to him, and I can feel my entire family, like, it felt like hundreds of us right behind me having made it over, and I'm hanging on to him. He's falling, and I knew what that meant. That meant that he was going to go back to sleep and that, you know, he might not have made it. Now, I'm sure somebody would say it's just one person compared to hundreds of people that are just saving. But when me and God also had a conversation earlier last year, no, 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 2020, where I heard you're not going to be able to save everybody. You can't save everybody. And I said, no, I want to save everybody. And in that moment, I kind of took a vow that I was gonna do everything I could it's like i I took a vow in my heart that if I believe I can save everybody, I can save God can save everybody. God can save everybody and I realized that Jesus was proud of me in that moment, but also you know it was a it was like a it felt like a sadness because he realizes that you know. And if I truly want that, I have to be made perfect, like he said. I can't be making mistakes. I can't be I can't be selfish. And I still have that part of me. And I don't want to use I'm young as an excuse. I'm only twenty four years old. But that didn't matter when he gave me my assignment now. He sees me ready now. He sees me being re- made made ready now. That being said, you know, there's no excuses. There's none. And I'm maturing. I'm maturing daily, you know, much faster than I I would without him. I can imagine where I'd be without him. So I know that that's not an excuse. But... I didn't actually see him fall but he was seconds from falling before I woke up from this vision and I prayed and I cried and like I just I don't think that God actually showed me him falling because he doesn't want me to face the devastation of this just small things I could have done differently that probably would have been a difference between him Staying away, keeping his life, coming out of hell and not. And so I feel like this plays a part because I see myself, like, not taking it as serious as I once did. And a lot of times I have excuses. God has told me multiple different times. You know, I'm pointing a finger, I'm pointing a finger. I need to stop pointing a finger. And I I don't try to do that. I just I just notice that things can be easier if certain people or certain individuals were not intentionally trying to make it harder for me. I don't mean to point the finger, but God doesn't even want me to consider that. Because like he told me before, he told, he's told me multiple times before. It's not dependent on them. They cannot stop anything that he's doing, right now through me. If I do what he's telling me to do, so when it comes down to that, there's no excuse to be made. It's all my. It's all because of my own doing. If I did everything God's telling me to do, there's nothing that they could do. Not everything in their power. Not even. Not even if he gave them an opportunity to, could they do anything to stop what he's doing. So. That's frustrating because he's told me many times, like, you're you're still so selfish. And earlier today, God has shown me, he revealed to me, like, you're slipping back into your old ways. You know, he's fighting so hard for me to make sure that it's not as much as it otherwise would be. Like I'm being shown so much mercy and grace. By this point, at this point, I almost probably shouldn't even, even still have an opportunity to do this. But he's fighting so hard for me to keep me in this fight. And earlier today, I realized I heard him repeating things over and over again to me like he used to years ago when I just used to ignore him. And I got to the point where I started to block out his voice when he was telling me to do things. In these last couple of years, I've remembered these memories, and I can hear him more clearly than I even heard him when he said it. At those times, I realize I'm hearing his voice again, but I, I get to a point where I start blocking it out when I'm being more super disobedient and when I'm just ignoring him to do what I want to do. And so he showed me today, like, you're starting to do that again. And when he showed me that, like, I just wanted to break down and give up. I cannot lie. I don't want to give up, though. It made me not want to give, Like, definitely don't give up. But, like, I don't know what to do. Like, I know what to do, but I don't know what to do. Because every day that I feel like I'm fighting, my, I'm doing everything I can, I'm fighting for God and I'm choosing him, I feel myself slipping from where I was. I know how serious this is. But I'm just afraid. I'm afraid like I never was worthy. I never was ever going to make it. Like that's been my biggest battle this whole time. It's like was I ever was I ever really supposed to accomplish this like was i ever even was i ever even supposed to do it like it just feels like i don't i don't ever want to look at god as how i how i look at this world and people in it because he is not a man he does not lie and god is so perfect he's so amazing there's no evil Never any wickedness ever found in him. He's all good. So if he ever told me this is something I can do and he believes I can do it and he ever gave me an opportunity to do it, that's because he hopes and he believes wholeheartedly without any deception or any, you know, doubt that I can do this. He knows I can do this. And so my heart breaks when I'm not doing it. I feel like, who could I be? What could be different about me? What do I lack that could have made me make, make better choices? Is it who I am or is it who I'm not being? Like, I start to question, like, was I ever meant to have it? Because I can't be anybody but myself. And God, this is how you made me. Though it's not how you made me. Like It's because of sin that, you know... I make the same mistakes over and over again that I begin to block out his voice that I make excuses for myself and I'm not doing everything I possibly could be doing. I'm not giving in my best all the time. It's because of who it's because of sin that I'm like that. You know, the person that God made me to be is the person he's trying to bring me into. So. I just get So frustrated and i just remember thinking earlier today and even yesterday like i don't understand god like i understand i see the mistakes that i make i see the different areas i need to work on i see when i could say yes and i'm saying no i see when i can do it and i'm not doing it i see when i can step forward and i'm take you know i'm taking steps back or i'm backing off instead i see that but you know, this has been who I've been. You know, and I I hate that it sounds like an excuse, but this is what I'm thinking. This is who I've been since you gave me this assignment. I'm so much better than I was, but why does it? Why does it feel like I'm being made to feel like you know? Why? What are you doing? Why aren't you doing this? Like, God would. God is not. You know. God has not given us a spirit of fear. So when the devil is antagonizing me, making me feel like everything that I do is wrong and making me feel like, you know, I'm not good enough or I never was meant to have something or, you know, he's nitpicking at every little thing I lack. I don't necessarily count that as God, but I, it's, hurtful and it's frustrating because God is talking to me too and the devil he is such a liar that he's gonna like he's so he he's playing tricks on my mind when God is talking to me he doesn't want me to see that that's God saying it. he wants me to believe that that's him and then when he's talking he wants me to believe that he's God and you know That is not Satan. And so it's so hurtful and frustrating because God, yes, he's love and, and he's merciful, he's gracious, he's all of these things. But he's very firm on me right now. And I've never seen this side of God before. He said that to me. So I question, you know, is that you? Like, is that you, God? Are you saying this? Or... Is Satan lying again. And Satan knows that I'm in this season where I'm trying to get to know this side of God. I'm trying to listen to this side of God. I'm trying to follow and be obedient to this side of God, which is still the same God. I don't want to say like this side of God, like it's two different gods or something. No, it's still one God. But like he said, I've never seen this side of him before. This is a very firm side of him. He's not budging on things. And... There's He's perfect, so there's no lack of love, there's no lack of mercy, there's no lack of grace or goodness. It's just, I have to get used to hearing things the way that I hear them. Like, a spoiled child, when they're used to, you know, their dad saying yes, yes, yes to everything, and then he starts saying no, because he wants you to learn, you know, how to hear it, how to accept it how to deal with it, how to work through it, and how to get things and do things on your own. Not on your own. You always have him, but take responsibility. So when I'm hearing that no, I'm sometimes confused. Like, is that you, God, or is that Satan lying again? And it's hurting me. Because I'm feeling like, what is going on? You know, like, I know what's going on, but what? what is wrong with me? What's wrong with me? Like, I see everything that you're saying that's wrong. I see everything that you're saying that's needed. I see everything that you're saying I need to do. And that I need to... step up to the plate on. But what's wrong with me? Why can't I just do it? Why won't I just do it? And God is telling me, just do it. And I'm trying. I don't, like... I get to the point where I'm like, God, I just... How can you choose me, you know, for this assignment? You know, give me such a big, heavy task and I just not be able to accomplish certain things or I just not step up to the plate when it's needed. Like, I know for a fact there's no way you made a mistake in in choosing me. And when I know that, do I take that for granted? Maybe. But I hate to make the excuse, I know that Satan, you know, saying to myself that the things that I do, you chose me anyway, so it can't be that bad. And that's not a good attitude or a mindset to have. To move forward and be something you've never been before, you have to do something you've never done before, so why am I feeling stuck in these cycles and I'm getting these reminders of what's happening and it's so real, and I feel like I'm pulling further and further and further away from my breakthrough, and I just want i just want I just want that breakthrough, and I would hate for all of this work to go to waste, but I got plenty of reminders today. And those reminders where I'm exactly where I need to be right now, though I could be doing better, you know there's there is no hindrance, there is no there's nothing of that sort that is keeping me from the progress that can be made based off of my dedication to it, so yes, the least dedicated that I am to something. That's going to be what how my effort turns out, but when it comes down to it, my heart, when well, my heart is so dedicated, my heart wants something so bad, and I'm fighting and I'm doing what I can, though I'm slacking though I'm lacking though i'm though I'm making mistakes, I'm still getting done what I otherwise would have, and God is that merciful and gracious that He's allowing me to still remain still progress to still be progressing. Despite me feeling like I'm falling off. So God has shown me that it's scary because it's like, okay, but you're showing me that I can be doing better. You're showing me that there are things that I'm lacking. You're showing me that there is a portion of my effort that I'm just not giving. And that's that's still real and true. And he's like, exactly. But it's not what you like. It wasn't how I felt where I felt like. I'm just constantly, constantly, constantly like losing and falling and decreasing. And all my hard work is going to be for nothing. It's all going to be in vain. And it's, it's just not that. But that doesn't mean that I can't put more effort in. That he's not serious when he's telling me that there are things that I'm lacking. There's effort that I'm lacking. I can be doing better. I can be putting more in. I can be trying harder. So... I'm so grateful for a gracious God. Like, without a gracious God, like, these opportunities will be non-existent. And that's what makes me even more grateful because I, you know, almost feel like I don't, I'm never, I was never supposed to have this opportunity. I was always supposed to have it, but I was never supposed to have it, you know, So, there's that, and then there's a realization of the things I'm still battling with, and that usually is what is discouraging. It's like, I'm still battling with this. I'm still going through this, you know, I feel like I'm fighting and working so hard towards this every day. And I'm still battling with this. But God is, you know, a constant reminder. Of his presence, his love for me, and him even ever bringing me to this place. I never saw myself being five years ago, two years ago, last year. But bringing me to this new place, you know, I never otherwise would have made it without him. He's showing me, you know, that he is a great guy. He's a good guy. He is never going to leave me. He's always going to be there. And I just remember a reminder. I was in a tub. I was feeling sick and I was feeling like, is this, is this even still a fight? Is it still worth fighting for? Should I just give up? And all I know is I heard myself talking to God. And I said to God, God, if you were going to leave me, would you tell me? And I was, I was, referring to the rapture and God was like I'm not gonna leave you he's like that's not you asking me that that's Satan I'm not gonna leave you I was like okay I know I know I know it could be Satan but you know my heart just wants to know like if you were gonna leave me would you tell me and God was like of course I'd tell you but I'm not leaving you I never I'll never leave you and I was I just felt so much better instantly. And then to hear that playback of that conversation in my mind after it was, it was after I had it, I realized that's what I'm constantly doing daily. All day I'm talking to him. All day I'm consulting with him. And I don't hear it every time. I don't hear the playback every time, but that's what's happening. So now I know when I feel that way, that feeling of how, you know, just that comfort even though I'd already known that comfort that I that I'm getting when I know that I'm consulting with God that's exactly what I'm doing. The devil cannot lie to me about that anymore and he's He's also shown me that you know everything that I do, everything that I'm you know everything that I do daily all day every day, I do with his permission. Because ever since, you know, twenty twenty, when the devil tried to give me to sell my soul, try to steal my body, try to um kill me, ever since my body has belonged to God. I gave my body to God. And so my whole entire body belongs to God. I'm fighting back for my mind. I'm fighting back I'm fighting for things I haven't had for years, even before this all started. And so God has given me more than I even lost, more than I started with. And everything that I do every day, I have to consult and ask permission for him, from him to do and use my body. But I don't feel bad about that at all because I love God, how gracious, merciful, understanding he is. He's so quick. So it's... When I'm doing things, it's just how I would naturally do them. I'm just making sure I feel God's presence when I do them. And it's tough, but it's showing me that all this is working out for a reason. Because in the future where I saw God's presence descending above me at all times without, you know, and I wasn't working as hard and I wasn't fighting as hard and I wasn't going through as much. This is what I'm building up to do, to be to be there I won't have to always be in this. I'm going to always be working this hard to be in his presence. Like, he's just going to be descending above me every day for the rest of my life. And I won't have to do a thing. And I'm working hard to get to that point. That is amazing. That is amazing. That's anything. That's everything I could ever ask for. God's presence. Access to God's presence 24-7 for the rest of my life. And hopefully, for the rest of eternity, like to call God a friend this must this must be how Abraham felt, and it's beautiful, it's so beautiful, I could cry with that alone. so another thing I've also realized today, like that. The shirt that I'm wearing, I love so much, but I don't want to put too much on it because God said it's not about the shirt, but that's why I'm just now noticing it today. Well, I'm not just now noticing, but it just meant so much to me today. Is the same shirt that I was wearing when he showed up and he said, I see you, and I cried into it for, like, I think a whole 30 minutes I cried. So hard, harder than I've ever cried about anything ever in my life. And it was happy tears. I've never cried happy tears before in my life before then. And they were real. And it was love. It is love. It is real. And this is the shirt. So I'm feeling so comforted by God today. I really am, despite, you know, knowing... That I have work to do. I have so much work to do. I need to take things more seriously. I can't keep slacking. This stuff matters. Like, this matters. These things do matter, though. God has also shown me, which I almost was about to forget. God has also shown me that a lot of this stuff that I'm, like, allowing to get to me. Well, he's not allowing it to get to me. But a lot of these things that I'm worried about or maybe questioning or considering daily is not what it looks like. Excuse me. Like the being antagonized and the torture and the tormenting and the teasing and the mocking. It's not what it looks like. It is just simply not what it looks like. And God has chosen me for such a special mission. Now, I wasn't even going to mention this, but also he's shown me today and for, and for a while now that my name whole weight now. Like, he's such a good God. He's such a great God. Like, he's answering all prayers. Even the ones that I feel like, you know, when I was asking for that, I wasn't in my right mind. But My Name Holds Weight, you know, he's teaching me how to be very careful on opinions and responses to things. Because of the fact that My Name Holds Weight, there's also people around me who want to use my name, you know, for whatever selfish reason. Sometimes not even selfish, but just Reasons that just he he wouldn't approve of and I wouldn't either if I'm consulting with him about it first. And he's making sure I'm checking that and I'm keeping up with that and I'm being careful not to allow my name. And it's not my name, it's God's name. So my name, but God's name. Because of God, all because of God. Without God behind me, without God behind my name. It's just nothing. It's nothing really, literally. But he's showing me, you know, be careful. Don't agree to that or go check up on that. Make like double back, you know, Um, pay attention, keep up. And then I'm catching those things like my name being used for stuff that God wouldn't approve of. And I have to, you know, clear clear it up, even though I know he's going to make sure he's allowing me, he's teaching me how to do that. He's showing me how to do that. And that showed me, like, my name holds weight then. Because otherwise, who would care? Who would care? But if they say my name, then people care. Then it's validated. Then, okay, all right, so that, you know, that's real, it's more real, it's more true, it make more sense, you know, I know that might, I know that's true, I know that's real, because that's coming from God, when my name is attached to it, but, you know, I don't, I'm careful with that, the reason why I didn't mention that before, even though I've known that, and I've been hearing about that, and picking up on that, recognizing it for a while, is because, I'm not I'm not even in a position yet to, you know, run with that, take that and run with it. I need to be a hundred percent humble forever. And also I want to be the type of person that, you know, I know what God is gonna approve of and I'm doing that all the time. Where or, or I'm only you know, allow my name to be used and things God would approve of. And I don't even have to ask. And I'm still going to ask, though. But I don't even have to. Because I know. And that's the right answer. So, I'm not even taking credit for that. My name holding weight yet until I feel like it should. Until I feel like I'm ready. No, until God feels like I'm ready. I keep saying, I, I, I. See, I'm working on that, too. But... I just noticed that, you know, God is showing me that there's all these different opportunities available for me right now. And he's telling me and, and he's preparing me. and He's grown me so much that I'm not taking stuff that's available right now just because I can. I want to be 100% prepared for that. And I'm still being prepared. I want to be ready for that. I want to be, you know, qualified. I want to deserve it. Becoming is better than being. When you become, you do the work. You deserve that. The work is there. You're prepared. When you're just being, it wouldn't matter if the work was there or not. You just want your name on it. You just want to have parts with it. You just want to, you know, be involved. But you don't deserve to be there. You're not qualified. You haven't done the work. I want to be qualified. God is qualifying me. So I'm growing so much and I'm sh I'm, I'm just learning so much and I'm learning what's most important, what isn't, how beautiful, you know, it is when God just transforms you. So something else I recognized earlier. Transformation. Like whew. oh my goodness. <sighs> Woo. Thank you, Lord Jesus, cuz I want to get loud. I want to scream because transformation. Transformation. He is transforming me. He's transforming me. I'm transformed. Like who I was before. Oh my goodness. Obviously, I wanted to be transformed because that's what I prayed for. That's what I work I was working towards. You know, that's the choice that I made. That's what I'm fighting for. You know, all all glory be to God though. It's all because of him because I could have never imagined this sort of transformation and everything that he's doing. I could have never even thought. I could have never thought anticipated anything like transformation because <laughs> my goodness my goodness like i'm so different i'm so different and i and he's he's not even done with me he's not even done and i'm so different i'm so different like what i was doing before <laughs> who I was before like obviously God saw a diamond in the rough but I am transformed I am transformed I see him knocking dust off me every day like cleaning cleaning me up cleaning me up knocking the dust off me like preparing me I'm gonna be shining like gold when he's through and I feel it I feel myself you know you know, a little more every day get in there. I love him so much. And also something that God has been stressing a little bit more lately than he usually has to with me, remaining humble when I get that. He's like, I don't want you changing. You won't though because of what I'm instilling in you. I trust you. I know who you're going to be because I'm going to, Prepare you and make you that. But I want you to understand how important it is to not change. Remain humble. Always consult with me. Always know who I am, what I've done for you, where I've brought you from, what I've brought you through, where I'm taking you. You're always going to need me. And that is not, that should not offend anybody. It doesn't offend me. I'm always going to need God. Always, even with me seeing my future of him descending above me at all times, which shows me that I could never forget who he is to me. How can I when he's right here all the time? But just being, you know, very clear on why it's so important to not get to a certain place in your life to get certain things that God has afforded you and forget that he afforded you those things. It is important. I don't see myself doing that. I don't feel like God thinks that's much of of an issue either because he is, obviously, he knows his power. He knows what he's doing. And I see it like after crying and worshiping on my knees for hours, And sleeping on a bathroom floor, that teaches you humility. That teaches you humility after, you know, allowing any and everybody to be able to, you know, say or antagonize you. And you can't say anything but thank you, God. Or you can't do anything but worship God and stay in his presence no matter what you're going through for years. That teaches you humility. You know, learning to never curse again. That teaches you humility. So I don't see it going any other way unless, of course, I don't intend to finish being prepared. But that's not going to happen because he's not letting up. If that was ever going to happen, it would have happened by now. And I won't be getting anything until I'm finished. So that also reminds me of and I don't want to make too many references to TV shows because God is telling me to be very careful with that. But it reminds me of I won't even make a reference to the TV show. Um when you when people have wills. And the will is, you know, upon completion of, like, college or upon completion of, you know, whatever task at hand, will you inherit this inheritance is when you get it. And that teaches you humility. It teaches you so many things because you have to accomplish something. You have to achieve something first. And it's it's showing you integrity as well it teaches you so many different things and that's what God is doing right now. He's like you're not getting what everything I have for you until you're done. Until you finish studying because I'm studying every day with God. Until you finish becoming the the woman that I'm making you to be, you won't have any of those things. So I don't have to worry about you know you squandering your inheritance. I don't have to worry about you you know, changing or doing something with it that I wouldn't otherwise approve of, because this is my insurance. you're gonna be the woman that I know you can be that i'm making I'm going to make you into, and then you'll get it and I'm okay with I'm absolutely a hundred percent okay with that because I wouldn't even want it without having done the work. I see how important it is for me to be that woman to even deserve to have these things because these things, and I don't even want to put it put too much on it because God has placed so much in me now that I realize that materialistic things are materialistic things. The most important thing in my life is his presence, and as long as I have that, I don't have to have anything else. I know that for sure. That's That's confirmed. But he's showing me that, you know, It's very important that you be the kind of person who deserves these things or they can ruin you. And like I said, I'm not worried about anything ruining anything because with or without these things, I love God. I know who he is. So even if I was homeless in the streets for the rest of my life with God's presence uh, descending above me at all times, I'm blessed. Way more blessed than the richest person on this planet without him. And that's a fact. So just him actually showing me, you know, well him just in a way kind of revealing to me like the days before Christmas, like when you get start you start to get anticipated about what you're gonna get and the parent is kinda like teasing you a little, like, I don't know, what are you gonna get? But also in a way you know kind of like getting you more excited because it's so big and it's so great and it's everything you ever wanted and you're about to have it you know because you've been good I feel that and I'm just like thank you God I hear you thank you but like you know he's not playing he's not playing like you're you're going to be her. You're becoming her. Could you like that's the gift alone. So, he he made sure I was aware that that had to be a hundred percent. We had to be on the same page. That that alone is gift enough. If I never end up with any materialistic pleasures or anything like that on this earth in this lifetime or even in heaven, if I make it. The gift alone is a transformation he is making in me, and I'm doing it. He's doing it in me. He's doing it through me. He's doing this. It's being done. That alone is gift enough. No one can ever take that from me. Every day I wake up and I fight. I'm fighting this fight, and I'm going through so much. I'm just reminded, like, thank you, God, because secretly, me and him, we got, you know, Inside inside jokes. That's what we used to call it growing up. Inside jokes. It's called an inside joke because only you and one other person, or you and maybe two other people, know what y'all are laughing at. Y'all, y'all only y'all know what y'all are really so happy about. And this is me and God's inside joke. That that can't nobody can take that. Nobody can take that from me now. Know what the God, what what the Father has given. No one can take away what God gives. no man can take away what God does. no man can undo. No one can take this from me and though they try, it does not matter. no weapon form no weapon formed against me shall prosper. He's reminding me of when I was first getting started, and all that was one of the only scriptures I knew and I was saying, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And I ain't all the way even know what it meant. But I knew what it meant enough. And I would cry that. I would cry that to God. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I cried because I felt demons around me. I felt them. And I couldn't do anything about it. And he's teaching me how to harness my power. And now I'm being taught how to fight them off of me. They're being fought now. They used to, demons used to just hang around me and just stand right there in my face and just stand over me. And all I wanted to do so bad is just move, get out, go. And I would pray and pray and pray until God came and knocked them out of my face and got them out of there until until God made them go away. But I used to cry that scripture, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. I would will, I will cry, cry to God, Jesus help me, Jesus save me, Jesus protect me. And now I could have never imagined back then me being in this place where God is actually showing me and giving me the power to get them out, to to do away with them. It's his power, but he's showing me, helping me harness my gift and teaching me how to knock them out of my way. Move. You don't get to stand over me no more while I cry. Now I'm going to make you move. Now I tell you to go and you go. Now when you hear me crying out to my father's name, you start trembling. Now you know. Only God can big you up like that. Only God can make you that big. I love him so much, you know, for seeing me. (laughs) This is my I see you shirt. And I love God so much for seeing me. But yes, I am inspired. I'm motivated and I'm grateful. He's placed me in a position that, you know, He's placing me in a position. I'm not done yet. He's placing me in a position that, you know, I could have never dreamed or imagined being in. And for so long, I asked him why, and I cried, and I felt like, I don't, I don't want this. I don't want to be here. I don't want this. I can't do this. And he knew the whole time that one day I was gonna be so super grateful that for everything I've gone through, everything I've gone through, though even these most horrific things I've been through in the past for a few years. Everything. So, I'm so grateful for God. Oh, and one more thing before I go. So I was at the store, and I was making another mistake. You know, indulging in things I shouldn't like whine, but all I know is I heard the people around me, like I said, they're always talking, they were like, and hey, what do you make? like what makes you think you know God's gonna be able to help you, and this is what you're still doing, and I felt so. I don't want to say ashamed, but I felt hurt for a second because I felt like they're right. It must be truth to that, you know, and then I felt I felt God. I felt this feeling of he has the final say. I have the, God says I have the final say. They don't get to make that determination, even if it's true to what they're saying. Who are they? They're not the judge. He's the judge. And I felt warm. I felt a little warmth because deep down I, I realized God's fighting for me. And so many people are going to look at my actions and the mistakes that I make and they're going to assume I'll never make it or I'll never be somebody or I'll never make it to the next step in my life. But they didn't expect me to make it here. And God has the final say on my life. And I just love him. I love how he got my back always. Always, even when I'm wrong, he got my back.